Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And our topic for today is caring for your spouse when they need you. And there's a lot of different instances in your relationship over the years of marriage where one spouse or the other is really going to need a little bit of extra help and support and care from their spouse, whether it be because one person is sick or there's a new baby in the house, or I don't know, there's something right. that's going on. Right, yeah. I mean, it could be just m- something in my family, my extended family, there's a real tragedy, a problem, and I'm really affected by it. It could be something at work is really affecting you. It's a struggle. I mean, their finances is weighing on you. I don't know, some disappointment. There's a lot of different er- circumstances where one of us is going to be in greater need. Yeah, so there's going to be like these seasons of, of our lives mm-hmm. as a married couple where There's just going to be a little bit of extra work demanded of you, extra care, extra sensitivity, and we should we should be aware that we're entering one of those seasons. Yeah, and really try to make the most of the opportunities that we have there. There there are unique opportunities to love your spouse in those times, and there's ways that you could really drop the ball too Mm -hmm. and make it even worse or harder or whatever. Right. Uh, So most recently for us. You were sick, <laughs> Bethany. You can still hear it in my voice yeah. today. <laughs> I guess like between our last podcast recording and this one, right. uh, you kind of got sick. And so it wasn't really bad. Well, right? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind I, of bad. It was pretty easy for me. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. And I guess that's why we want to record this because I think we're reflecting on it and there's probably some ways where I dropped the ball or I wasn't doing kind of some of the stuff that <laughs> we suggest you ought to do. And then I think there probably were some things that I did well to care for you. Uh, so what did I miss, Bethany? <laughs> Tell me that. Well, no, no. I, I think you do a great job when I'm sick, when I'm not feeling well. I mean, something I love about you is that you will just walk in the door. If I'm not feeling well, I'm on the couch. And maybe it's because I'm rarely just sitting around doing stuff. As In general, I'm a worker in our home, and so there's that pattern set up. So you walk in, and you know I'm not feeling well, and you're like, okay, what needs to be done? And you you do hop to it. You take over the dinner. You take over the dinner cleanup. I mean, maybe sometimes you wait for the dinner cleanup till the next morning, uh, and so that definitely. bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> just not the way I would do it, right, or whatever. But in a lot of ways, you just you just kind of say, I'm I'm here. What do I need to do? And that's amazing. It's an amazing thing. So I guess we could come up with a list of things that the non-sick spouse or the mm-hmm. non the non-affected spouse ought to do right. to help the affected spouse. And so I, th- I guess what you just said is, you know, pick up the slack, yeah, and be aware uh, and, and okay with the fact that your spouse is going to drop some of the slack. Yes. And not do as much as they normally do. Right. So I wasn't walking around angry and bitter and muttering under my breath that you were just laying on the couch. I'm like, right. okay, she's sick. I want you to rest. Yeah. I want you to get some time to recover and let me do some of the stuff that you normally do. Yeah. And that's that's huge when you're the person who's sick or really struggling in you know any of these points. Maybe you just had a new baby. I can think of those times. We've talked about that. But... When I don't see you um, complaining or asking me, aren't well, aren't you going to do this? Or kind of that frustrated tone that could, could creep in in these situations because all of a sudden, all of my tasks and work, I've just like 
kind of given them up for the day. They're not happening. The things that maybe you're used to when you walk in the door from coming back from work, they're not done. You know, likely the kids have watched a lot more TV or been on their own a lot more. And you, instead of perceiving this this situation with like a frustration, you're allowing it, you're doing the things with a joyful attitude. You're doing the things like, okay, I'm in. Tell me what to do. Let me let me help you. And that's so helpful being the person who is the affected or sick person. Like, because I know you're not mad at me for something that in this case, for sure, not something I could control. I mean, I I don't I do not like being sick. I do not like being laying in bed. I do not like sitting around not getting my tasks done. It really bothers me too. And so you're not if you are mad at me if you added that extra layer, oh that would make it so hard and and kind of unbearable in the home, I would say, yeah. for everyone around us. Yeah. So I guess there's an element of sacrifice mm-hmm. and an element of hard work and willingness to take care of your spouse. I right. guess th- those are some of the key words maybe to summarize uh, what, we, what you just described. Right. Um, and I think the sacrifice it ought to be a happy sacrifice where it's like, I want I want you to lay down. I want you to rest. And I'm mm-hmm. going to happily pick up the slack. Not b- because I think it's possible for me to pick up the slack begrudgingly. Right. <laughs> bitterly. Right. And it's good to pick up the slack. It's better to pick up the slack with a good attitude. Yeah. Um, so I certainly want to aim for that. Um, but I guess we're kind of talking about like uh, short-term sicknesses or short-term, you know, recovery from a baby or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, as I even use the term seasons at the beginning of this episode, you enter into a little week-long season where there's a little bit of, you know, um, different jobs and tasks. But it's it's a different topic altogether to talk about entering into a new season that lasts for 10 years or 20 years or like a new chronic illness or you know, a permanent change. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe we'll address that on a different episode. Uh, so with this kind of short-term uh, ebbs and flows thing in mind, I guess one of the things to hang on to here is this is a season. You know, this, this is kind of like um, a, a temporary thing. Right. And so for this short period of time, we're going to adapt Mm-hmm. And we're going to figure out how to get through this. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get back to the way we tag team before. And yeah. so I think keeping that perspective in mind is going to be helpful. Of course, if you're entering into a new permanent season, mm-hmm. that's just a little bit of a different discussion. Yeah. And we'll talk about that on a different episode. But for now, I think we've identified some principles or characteristics for the non affected person. Right. Let's talk now about the affected mm-hmm. person. Yeah. The sick person. You. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> And you've been there too. I mean for, I don't get sick. No. For some reason in this episode I keep thinking back to your whole back issue, right? I yeah, mean that's a different I, sort of I was pretty high maintenance. You were high I? maintenance, you know, and there's the time where I'm my back's fine, you know. So here I am stepping in doing different things. And so we we go back and forth in our marriage having these Issues. Look, the doctor. Issues. The doctor said I couldn't do dishes. He <laughs> said, like, no, twisting and bending over is the worst thing you can do. So oh, don't do dishes. I said, doctor, really? please, <laughs> don't take this away. You did not say doctor. <laughs> I'm begging you. I love dishes. 
So I had to lay on the couch. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. While you did dishes. Sure. And I was totally not bitter about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think so. I think the person who is affected. So I'm thinking back to this weekend, the the sick. I was the sick person, yeah. right? I think one lesson I learned, um, and have probably relearned, is that not to expect my spouse, not to expect you to do every single thing I do. Um, I mean, you think about it on a given... I mean, what human being can (laughs) do every single thing that you do? You're amazing. Ah, thank you. I'm glad you think that. But it's true. Like, if you're you're at work for so many hours of the day and you come in, and if I have on my my mind that you are going to do things, all the the list of things that I see is I've been laying around all day looking at the list that's been Uh growing, right? The problems that have occurred, the messes that have been made, the things to clean up, the things that the kids need help with. If I have that expectation, you're going to handle all of them with the two or three hours that you're home when I have a whole day to do them. It's just not going to go well. I'm yeah. going to be disappointed because it's not going to, you're not going to be able to do the exact same things that I would do on a given day. I mean, maybe you're an amazing guy. You can do a lot. You work hard, you know, you can get the kids involved and you do a great job at that. They have to step up too. But I just don't want to look at you and think, wow, he's got this huge list. Let me rattle it off. Get to it, babe. Fix all these problems. Clean all these messes. I need you to do that. And that's my expectation. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's good for you as the affected person to have realistic expectations for mm-hmm. what I'm able to do to help. And as you mentioned, I'm, I'm not around all day long to do the things that you were, that you would typically do in the home or whatever. And so when I'm able to get to it, it's after work and different time right. frame and all that. Um, and so it's good to have realistic expectations there um, and not be frustrated with a lack of stuff that I'm doing. Yep. Uh, but to appreciate the things that I am doing, I think that's probably a healthy sort of uh, exchange. Um, and with that, I don't know what your expectations were, but like I, I still had to go to work. Um, like there were certain things like I picked up the slack with certain stuff, but mm-hmm. I still left you for the day and I went to work. Yeah, and what then, in the world? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then this week, you know, my, my day off happened to be filled with mm-hmm. a commitment. Mm-hmm. So I was the, the, the one the day off that I had was actually not even a day off to be around and to help you. And yeah. I had to, I had to go. So you had to sacrifice and give me up on that day. Right. So the sacrifice goes both ways. Yeah. Do you remember the look on my face when I realized you wouldn't be around? <laughs> I'm like, no. what? I tried to not look at you, but I, I could hear it. I it, it did surprise me. I forgot that you had something I was thinking. And that's the thing. I was thinking, oh, good. He can stay home and take care of me and do all the things and be by my side and, you know, Not this week. make me comfortable. And, you know, I mean, those were some thoughts that I had, but it's true. You have, you have to go to work. There are times when you can take a break. There mm-hmm. are times when you can skip something. Sure. You know, if it's a added in thing, kind of an extra, you know, you can drop it, but there are certain things that I, I can't expect you to just miss them. I need to be able to be uh, tough enough. I need to be able to handle it enough independent enough to get through a lot of the sickness with doing my best and getting through the day without expecting you to drop everything and do everything for me. So I think that's good to kind of set the expectations, make them realistic, 
And, and then for you to be able to articulate the things that you do want me to do, like that, that's going to be helpful as opposed to (laughs) expecting for me to read your mind. Here, right? this is an instance you should just read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> if there were any times it'd be in, in one of these tough, sick times, I just want you to get in there somehow and yeah. know in order the things that would be helpful to me. <laughs> well, here, so you can read my mind here. Uh, just tell, just say <laughs> what you need. It's true. Sometimes I'm sitting there thinking, doesn't he see this? Or doesn't he know that the kids have homework? Or doesn't he, isn't he thinking about whatever. And nope. you are not, you're not, that's not normally what you're thinking about. That's not normally what you have to think about or, or, or you're thinking about other things that need to be done. Yeah. And so it's, it's really helpful for me to stop, um, the mental game of, can't he just do this? If he would just do, why doesn't he, any of those questions that I, I, I think as women, sometimes we list off in our heads. I don't know if men do the same thing, but, and, and just say, Hey, hubby like can you please do these things or this would really be helpful tonight can you do these certain items and just tell you yeah you know leave it straight up right there on the list even (laughs) write it down if you i don't know just have that discussion yeah yeah and it'd be good if the list wasn't like five pages long right you know but um yeah that's good now maybe one final thing before we break here um in these seasons Mm -hmm. of extra difficulty in the Mm -hmm. home for whatever reason, it is good to bring in your church family, to notify your small group, to notify your church friends who are a second layer of family in Mm -hmm. your life Um, because uh, the, the church body is there to take care of itself and to for the different members of the family to care for the other members. And so don't just suffer alone. Don't just, you know, hole away for a week or a month and then emerge out a month later, but incorporate your church family. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's a huge opportunity for your church body, whatever small group you're in, whatever group of people knows you best, even to be able to bless and serve you. I mean, there's so many one another's we're given in the Bible where we're supposed to love and care and serve one another. And this opportunity, when you are in a difficult season and things are hard, whether that's sickness or loss or whatever it might be, for you to say to people, to text them, to call them and say, I do need some help. I do need some support. I mean, I was able to text some close friends and say, pray for me. I, I had people that all turned around and said, what can I do? Could I go to the store? Could I bring you a dinner? Could I bring you something for breakfast? How can I encourage you? People checking in each day, letting them know they're, letting me know they're praying for me. I mean, all of those things are such a support. And honestly, it takes some of the, you know, if I put all of my weight of need and support onto your shoulders, Mark, that's going to be a big weight that you're going to have to, oh, I have to do everything, right? By spreading it out to the body of Christ and letting the body of Christ be the body and serve me and us in that way and our children and whatever, that is a way we can accept that kind of service by the the people within God's church. Yeah. And that goes both ways because then the opportunity for you to serve your small group is going to present itself later. Right. And you have the opportunity to care for someone else, which is really good. So. Yeah. Well, I hope this was a great, helpful episode to you, and we will talk to you next time. Okay, see ya.